now cultural moments are becoming events in people's lives. And that really, you know, has been, I think, building over time, slowly over time. But now all of these moments have become so top of mind and so present in social media. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Boy, do we have an exciting episode for you all today. I'm sitting down with Loretta Choi, Chief Merchandising and Client Services Officer of Stitch Fix. And I'll be honest, I'm a Stitch Fix customer, have been for years, and I have really enjoyed the ability to provide feedback and insight into my preferences, what I like, what I don't like, how I live, how I work, and... Not only do I get a nice curated box of goods that align with that, but every once in a while I get a nice little surprise, something I'm not quite expecting, whether it's a new color, a new pattern, a new brand. Either way, it's a little bit of surprise and delight in my delivery every time I get a Stitch Fix order. So as I was planning for this episode, I couldn't help but wonder, how do they do this? You know, what is the art and science behind it all? And Loretta, wow, she got into it. She shared so much great insight into how merchandising and client services work together, how data is used to drive this art and science, and of course, how Stitch Fix's trend forecasting guides everything. And we even talk about some of the fun ways the trend forecast comes to life through some really fun and contextual partnerships, activations, and campaigns. Listen in. This is a long one, but I promise there's so much great insight, lessons, and takeaways for all of you. So listen in. Meet Loretta. Loretta, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks so much, Alicia. I'm excited to be here with you as well. And we have a lot to dig into my favorite topic, which is fashion trends. And honestly, as a Stitch Fix customer. I'm very excited to just get the inside scoop on your work. Obviously, your role is Chief Merchandising and Client Services Officer. And, you know, I think a lot of our listeners know what a Chief Merchandising Officer does at its core. But I feel like the services side is a very interesting nuance to your work and, of course, is very specific to the Stitch Fix business. So can you talk a little bit about how those two worlds kind of play together, how the services side influences and impacts the merch side? Sounds good. Happy to share and really happy to know that you're a client. (laughs) (laughs) So... First, I just wanted to highlight our business model at Stitch Fix. We are an online personal styling service. Our goal is really to make it easier and more enjoyable for our customers to really explore their style, to build their wardrobe, and to get dressed every day. Some people know and some people don't. We combine the human touch of our expert stylists with advanced data science. So people might talk about this as the art and the science. So in my role, I have the pleasure of leading teams who really deliver the art side of the art and science. And so when you think about merchants, what do they do? 
They're the team that is essentially thinking about what's happening in our business. What do we see in our data? How do we stay on top of what our clients are telling us? And they look outside of our four walls to really understand what's happening in the marketplace. So they're bringing kind of the external and the internal insights together. On the client services side, we have a client support team. They're the ones that you're picking up the phone or sending a chat or sending an email to essentially say, there is an issue, how might we resolve it? And then importantly, we also have the styling team on our team under client services. And what that means is this is the team of expert stylists that are leveraging insights from our data to essentially build your fix. What's the fix? The fix is essentially the box of items or outfits that you receive from our stylists. So I have the pleasure of really working with these teams on building our inventory strategies and really delivering those experiences to our clients. Oh, that's great. And I think that point around the art and the science is definitely something that will resonate with a lot of our listeners because I know that is very top of mind for folks. The need to be data-driven, to really understand their customers, not just how they're behaving, right, in the immediate, but also how they could possibly evolve and how you can kind of get ahead of that and create opportunities for innovation and differentiation. So to that end, I mean, a big value prop or value driver, I think, for the Stitch Fix business, and, and I've heard other executive leaders speak on this before within your team, that it's all in the consumer insight, right? You have so much rich data about your consumers, not just their purchases, right? Like what they ultimately bought from Stitch Fix, but also all those behaviors behavioral elements, like the style quizzes and what are they saying they like? What do they dislike? It's so rich and contextual. And I'm curious, how do you balance using these insights to inform decision-making, but also kind of provide that forward-looking trend forecasting and curation that drives excitement and discovery? Because I feel like it's a fine line between like over-personalizing and it's just the same thing over and over, right? Like we need a little something, something to uh, mix things up a little bit. (laughs) That's absolutely right. First, I want to start by mentioning we have a 12-year head start. We've been collecting and analyzing data All of these years, we now have billions of data points on style, on fit preferences, on how to wear, feedback on seasonality. All of these insights have really helped us kind of harness an understanding of what's happening with our clients, what's resonating, what's not resonating with our clients. This, however, can't be static. We're always listening. We're always learning. So our teams are really investing time and energy and resources to deeply understand how our clients are changing over time. And I think this is the most critical part that people don't necessarily think about. It's not just looking backwards at the data, it's really refining the data that we have gathered and layering on top new insights. So preferences change over time. Clients will continuously tell us what's happening, what's on their mind, what is about to happen. So there's absolutely a forward look. We do this primarily by connecting with our internal clients, asking questions, hearing their feedback, listening to what happens at checkout. But also we have tools like now we're really employing our natural language processing tool to help us understand client notes. 
what are clients actually saying in these notes and being able to kind of pick and choose, you know, important nuggets, I would say, from all of the notes that are coming back to us. All of that being said, it's really important to understand that, again, on the art side, we have expert stylists and we also have merchants and trend forecasters that are looking outside. So all of the the information that they're pulling in, external insights on what's happening from a trend perspective, that's also critical to our understanding, as well as having an incredible insights team that's always surveying either the general public or surveying our clients. So when you think about the ability for a company to leverage AI to really understand, there's just so many data points and so much richness that we need to distill. And that's really what the power of AI helps us do. When I think a lot about the work that we do We take these insights, we leverage the insights, and the insights help us really think about how we deliver on new product assortments, new inventory, new trends to our clients. It also helps us make better buying decisions. It helps us really think about what we want to develop with our vendor partners. You may have seen there are different articles that we have shared where we are working with some of our closest partners to really read the data understand what our clients are saying and really refining the product assortment that they're developing. Yeah, it's it's incredibly robust. And I really appreciate that full circle approach where you're really sharing, democratizing that data with the partners that can stand to really benefit from it. I do want to dig a little bit deeper into the forecasting side, because Again, I feel like with fashion in particular, it's such an interesting time because during COVID, there was a very particular (laughs) set of trends (laughs) that emerged, became the norm. I won't stay on COVID too long, but it's been interesting to see the evolution of fashion preferences and even expectations, right? Like just seeing in professional settings how the standards have evolved, but also how people are expressing themselves through fashion and where they're finding their inspiration, how they're finding new patterns, new colors, new brands even that resonate with them. Again, it's a path to self-discovery and self-expression that I personally love. And I'm curious, you know, a big pillar of Stitch Fix's work, and I think what really drives excitement in the new year is the style forecast. So you mentioned forecasting in your last response. Can we dig a little bit deeper into that data gathering process and how you kind of go outside of the business in certain respects? to really understand like where this world of fashion is going? Absolutely. What I love about the style forecast that we produce every year, it really represents what we do at Stitch Fix. It's the embodiment of art and science and our approach to that. The style forecast is really fueled by billions of data points that we gather across our experiences and really feedback from millions of clients that we're engaging with. So these insights really provide the base of our analysis. And then, of course, we do the full circle. As you mentioned earlier, we dig into the insights with our art teams, you know, our stylists, our trend experts, and our insights team that's actually doing the survey. 
So I always like to think about this as being a little bit of the outside perspective and the inside perspective coming together. So with our process, we always start with the general public, really understanding through surveys, what are the things that are influencing our clients' styles today? So when we were thinking about 2024, like what's happening today? And when I say today, when we were building this, this is 2023. So what was happening in 2023? And what were the big themes that might carry forward into 2024? Then throughout the survey, we're also trying to understand what our clients are thinking about, what they're excited by in 2024. What does the outlook look like for this broad range of people that we are surveying with? Then behind that, our clients specifically will ask the same types of questions. And so as we're doing this insight gathering, trying to understand what's on clients' minds, that is really starting to formulate some themes for us. We then combine all of that with the rich information that we have been gathering from our clients. And I think one important thing to note is with our clients, when they are presenting requests to us, when they're giving us feedback... A lot of the times the requests are forward-looking. Hey, in my next fix, I would like to see XYZ. Hey, to my stylist, I've been noticing these trends out in the marketplace. How might we be thinking about this for my next fix? So as they're kind of presenting some of these forward-looking requests, that really feeds into a lot of the data that we're pulling together. So these combinations of the external insights, what we're gathering from client feedback directly, and then having conversations with our stylists and our merchants to really understand what are the additional insights that they can provide. We take all of that and we leverage AI to help us pull together the most salient things that are happening in the marketplace. So, you know, a couple of the things that have been really surfaced through this work is changes in people's spending habits over this next year. What are we what are we predicting? What are we seeing? Decision fatigue, I think that's a real thing post the pandemic. You highlighted that earlier. Everyone had kind of a idea of what they were wearing when they were, you know, working in a Zoom only environment. Now that we are working in more of a hybrid environment, there's just more to be thinking about, more to process. So just a lot of decision fatigue that we're seeing with our clients. So that's really the ins and the outs of how we produce the style forecast. You know, the thing that I really take pride in is with this work, it feels like real trends that our clients are really telling us that they're experiencing and or wanting to see. That's so fascinating. And is there anything in particular that really rises to the top in the forecast, like as far as major themes, major trends, even for this next year? Because I feel like still, you know, despite the data that so many other brands seem to collect, it it seems like they're still playing catch up to the customer. So anything big to call out? Yeah, I actually felt like there were two really interesting themes that surfaced. And I'm going to go back to the pandemic for a second. You know, when you think about post-pandemic, people were talking about their excitement and their energy around events. Weddings were back. People were ready to go on vacation. That was all of the conversation. But that hasn't stopped, right? These moments continue to build. So as people are returning to normal life, normal life means that they are really thinking about all of these events that they participate in their lives. I think part two to that is now cultural moments are becoming 
events in people's lives. And that really, you know, has been, I think, building over time, slowly over time. But now all of these moments have become so top of mind and so present in social media that it really is driving clients to really think about like, wow, we have more events to add on and more events to be excited about. So that is really theme number one. It's cultural moments, cultural phenomenons that are really influencing these kind of high moments in our wardrobe each year. A couple things just to bring that to life. When you think about Barbie this year, our stylists saw an incredible 300% surge in a request for maximalist Barbie-inspired outfits. So that took us by surprise. We've been talking about Barbie pink being a color in, I think it was 2022, we started seeing this influx of people thinking about hot pink. And so we started to see this surge and it becoming beyond the color. It was much more about this kind of maximalist, very bold colors, very bold details surface. Some other things that happened during this time period with the Barbie movie and just kind of these big launches, these big events was that we started seeing requests for the real-life Barbie, Margot Robbie. People were really inspired by her style. So just so much influence being drawn by these big cultural moments and then kind of a deeper look at people that might be inspiring some of these. Some other things that I can think about are, you know, sporting events or big concert tours. Big concert tours, I think, really sparked this wave of conversation and storytelling in the marketplace. We saw last year that three out of four of our clients were really voting that Taylor Swift's Eras Tour was one of the most stylish events of the year and one of the events that really inspired them and inspired some of the requests that would come through. People really wanted to just like dress the part and really participating in these storytelling moments. So whether you're going to the concert or to the movie or going to different social gatherings with your friends, everyone was talking about these moments and really bringing that story to life and personalizing that story in social media. So we believe that more of these type of events are going to continue. The last one that I wanted to share, streaming television the highly anticipated season for Succession. Mm -hmm. They really were focused on a very specific look that was highly elevated, but really took us back to some of the classics. So you saw the boom of quiet luxury and the conversation start to peak in the marketplace. And we saw that influenced our clients as well. You know, we saw a high uptick in requests for my next fix being anchored by quiet luxury items. So those are the types of things that we're seeing in the marketplace as big themes. It's really these cultural moments. The second theme that I saw happening in all of this data was almost the counter to the cultural moments, the cultural phenomenon. And that was really decision fatigue is real. There's just so many outlets and so many points where people are taking inspiration these days that it can be just so overwhelming. So what we're seeing now is with the surge of these events and these social gatherings, things that people are wanting to participate in, our clients are looking for a little bit of a counter 
I would say, maybe a little bit of a balance of how do you help me with the social aspects that are growing in my life and really helping me think about what to wear for what occasions and how do I eliminate the decision fatigue. So I think one of the biggest trends that we might see and we are seeing in our business is wardrobe builders. It's really the fundamental building blocks of anyone's closet. Some people might call this capsules, capsule dressing, but really how do I build essentials that will go with everything that will take me from all of my everyday occasions from work to weekend. So that is a big trend that has been developing over the last couple of years, but we're definitely seeing that continue to solidify as a key theme, a key trend for 2024. That is so fascinating. So what I find interesting about that is that these trends are in a way very opposite, like two sides of the same coin. And I'm curious because of that, like I'm thinking about my own behaviors and my own preferences. There are moments where I do want to lean into those cultural trends and those cultural moments, but I do want to <laughs> get there as easily as possible and, and other days be a bit more streamlined and a bit more simple because I'm working from home. So I'm curious, like, how do you take this forecast insight and information and turn that into brand curation and product merchandising? Like, how do you turn the trend into something actionable for that side of the business? Yeah, our merchant teams, because they are very deeply involved in putting together this forecast, it is an element of them almost creating a guide that helps us think about where our assortment needs to evolve over time. And what we'll think about is what are those big high moments that we're seeing planned throughout the year? What are those big cultural moments could be things like concerts that are scheduled, um, could be something like Stagecoach or Coachella. How do we ensure and validate that we have the right items, the right brands that will support this type of occasion wearing? And then to complement that, our teams are really focused on how do we bring some of these big themes to life? So as we were talking about with wardrobe builders, what are the most essential items that our clients are have been asking for and will continue to ask for? And then we'll lean into more traditional merchandising type exercises, looking at our brand matrix and looking at assortment balance. Those are all what I would consider more traditional exercises or bodies of work that we do day in, day out as we're planning our assortments. The one complementary piece to this is that we partner with our data science teams to really leverage tools that they have developed to help us make better and better decisions around the types of products to buy to ensure that we have the right balance that are supporting each of these themes and really leveraging the data that we have looking back at our client behaviors and really predicting forward how deep do we want to buy into these ideas and do we have enough variety within the categories to really address all of the different aesthetics that our clients might have to ensure that we're really balancing and delivering the right assortment to our clients. Got it. Got it. And then how does that kind of parlay into how the stylists work 
with the customer, right? Because obviously like with stylists, it feels like a very personal relationship driven approach. They're kind of getting this firsthand feedback. Like how does the trend forecast kind of act as a North Star of sorts, but like they still are able to tailor and fine tune things accordingly. I guess the question is more like, how do you take this big high level trend playbook and balance it with like the subtle intricacies and very specific preferences of like the individual customer, right? Like that in and of itself, I could imagine is an art and a science. It absolutely is. And I think that it's such a good question. Our teams spend time and what I should say is the merchandising team specifically, once the assortment is, you know, completed, there is an education session. What did we buy? How much did we buy for when? And really educating our stylists, connecting the dots on style forecasts, the big trends that we're seeing, and then really what did we buy and how to wear. And so that is really the fundamental of the baseline, like building blocks. But then the specialness that cuts through is really how do we personalize this for our clients? All of the data that we have and the relationships that we have between our stylists and our clients, they're looking at the history. They're looking at the feedback to really understand if a client is asking for more wardrobe builders in their assortment, what brands really resonate the most? What do I know that this client is doing in their day-to-day life? Are they going to work in an office environment or are they going to work in a different type of environment? What types of fits do they like? What are their price preferences? So the role of the stylist is to really deeply understand our clients and to uh, personalize the trends that they want to participate in, in a way that makes sense for their everyday life. And I think that that is the piece of the formula that is incredibly important is the translation factor. Not everyone is wearing the trends the same exact way. Not everyone is building the wardrobe builders within their closet the same way. And style aesthetic is absolutely an important part of this. Maybe someone loves the balance of wardrobe builders, but they also love a pop of color versus wearing all neutrals head to toe. So that is the role that the stylists play. They're they're the ones that actually bring the fix to life with our clients. It's so funny you say pop of color, Loretta, because as you were sharing your response, I was thinking, again, about me, because it's all about me. Um, <laughs> but like, I love hot pink, but I work from home. So I was like, oh, like the obvious would be, okay, I can kind of tap into Barbie core with a very cozy, like hot pink cashmere sweater, right? It's like all about like the nuances. And I think that context is really something that I think a lot of brands sometimes lose sight of. And like they really go all in on the trends, but not so much the subtlety behind them. I totally agree. And I think that that is the opportunity that we have is really, you know, how do we help people understand their opportunities to participate in the trends that resonate with them the most? And then how do they personalize it? How do you make it come to life in a way that makes sense with your everyday life? Because someone who may be going into an office or someone who may be going into a school, what they're wearing, what makes them feel confident and comfortable it has such a range of difference. So our jobs are really to help people feel like they are participating in a trend, but in participating in the trends that really resonate with them the most. 
And the one other thing that I wanted to highlight is that the confidence piece is so critical. And I think that sometimes what we find is with so many trends that are happening, we have the opportunity to help cut through the noise, distill what's happening, bring those trends forward, but then ensure that our clients feel comfortable in their own skin, but still trying things that might be a little bit outside of their comfort zone. One example that I have is like, Alicia, I love hearing that you like to wear hot pink. I would say probably a couple of years ago, I was very much a neutrals person. And when I joined Stitch Fix four years ago, as I was receiving my different fixes, I started getting a little bit more color not by my choice, but a stylist would actually present color to me and say, you might try this. And when I received it and tried it on, I started to enjoy color more. So now like when I look at my closet, there's definitely those pops of, hey, I'm wearing new neutrals, but I'm also wearing a pop of orange or I'm wearing a pop of pink. I think that is the piece of our model that is also quite distinct from other models where we help our clients discover the new. Yeah. Yeah. That's that surprise and delight element that I was noting. Because I know I've had a few instances myself where I've gotten a box and I'm like, mm, I don't know about this one. And, and I try it <laughs> on. I'm like, actually, <laughs> yeah. they know what they're doing over there. So <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. And I do want to get into some of the other fun initiatives and partnerships that you guys have had in order to bring this relevance to the next level. And recently, you guys announced this really fun partnership with Spotify called Style Tune-Ups. I want you to share a little bit about this because I feel like this is a case where we hear about collabs, we hear about partnerships, and sometimes they make obvious sense. And I feel like this was an instance where I was like, what, really? And then like, I actually read about it. I was like, huh, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. So can you share a little bit about how this partnership came about and kind of how it ties into and supports Stitch Fix's bigger value proposition that we've been talking about this whole time? Yeah, I love this question. And I think that our teams were really creative when they were thinking about what are the best fits for us when we're thinking about partnerships. So what I am really excited about with Spotify and with Stitch Fix coming together is really the opportunity to create an experience, an entertaining experience where we can match one of our four major trends that are happening this year to a playlist that Spotify using their incredible personalization tool can create for different users of the experience. And so when we talked about major themes earlier, we talked about the cultural phenomenon that's happening, all of the events that our clients are wanting to participate in. And then I touched on wardrobe builders as one of our major trends. There are a few other trends out there as well that we're excited by. And we think that in this experience with Spotify, it will match you to one of these four. And so wardrobe builders, we talked a little bit about earlier. This is for the client who really loves the classics, versatile, timeless pieces that can go with almost anything in your wardrobe. So the client who really loves that element of mix and match and the new neutrals. The second trend that we're seeing, we like to call it revival style. And this is really inspired by nostalgic styles from the early 2000s that we are modernizing and kind of wearing with more modern pieces today. 
I think this particular trend is really interesting because what you'll see is people embracing cargo pants for all occasions or the return of miniskirts in silver versus gold. The third trend is everyday vacay. And I think this one's really fun. It's actually an extension of Europe core. And if you were questioning, like, what is Europe core? This is what you'd imagine it to be. It's really the wardrobe that you would wear on a European vacation, but then you're wearing it every day and really embracing that as part of your everyday looks. And then last but not least, we are excited by Booksmart. And this is really the grown-up version of preppy styles. We've seen just a huge uptick on plaids, loafers, varsity jackets. Loafers have been happening for quite some time now, but we are not seeing it go away. In fact, we're seeing more and more customers, almost 46% of the customers that we surveyed had asked for loafers for 2024. But it is a really great experience for Spotify to be able to present an outfit of the day to a client after they play this kind of gamified experience. And then, you know, as a result, you get a confirmation of one of these four trends plus your playlist. So check it out if you haven't. It is your style tune-up. Awesome. And yeah, we'll be sure to include a link in the show notes too. So people have easy access to that. And another piece of the puzzle too is you guys plan to do fun like virtual styling sessions aligned with concerts, right? Like what does that look like? Because I saw that, I was like, oh, like that's very interesting. Yeah, we're excited. Really just knowing that cultural influences will continue to be top of mind for our clients. We're really forecasting that big concerts this year will really start to pop up in our client fix request notes. We think concerts like Olivia Rodrigo's Guts Tour, Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday Tour, we're also seeing, you know, in certain parts of the country, Taylor Swift, she's coming back. So we thought it'd be a really great, fun experience for us to have tune-up styling sessions where you can schedule an appointment to have one of our expert stylists partner with you to build a fix, to build an outfit for these special occasions. So sign up if you haven't signed up. I think it is live now, style tune up at stitchfix.com. Shoot us an email and we will start by February 1st to schedule some of these appointments with our clients. So cool. And it, it kind of reminds me of the campaign you guys did around the holidays, which you provided this, you tapped into something very contextual and top of mind for everyone, which is the return of holiday gatherings and parties. And oh gosh, I only have sweatpants. What do I do now? Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm curious, like, what have you learned in running these campaigns about like the power of context in all of this? Because I think there's something to be said about like knowing your customer and their style preferences and what they gravitate towards. But then like, again, the events, the cultural moments, the activations, like I feel like there's something so much deeper here. So like, is there anything that you've learned in the process? And if so, like, how do you plan to further capitalize on these moments to offer more contextual service experiences moving forward? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And what we have been seeing is with decision fatigue, so many choices, you know, so many options, so many places to see and observe. It's really hard to distill like, well, what does it mean for me as a client? 
And more and more, what we're hearing is that our clients not only want the support of picking items, but they also really want to understand how to wear. And I think that's where, you know, all of this becomes so critical. It is the expertise of a stylist that's supporting you. So, you know, around the holidays, we had a partnership that was really fun, not only for our stylist to participate in, but we had a New York City event, you know, where we brought in the media and influencers just to see us bring this to life. And the goal here is having Mona May, who is a stylist who has, she has an incredible reputation where she has been, you know, a costume designer, putting looks, putting inspiration together for very well-recognized films, Never Been Kissed, Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion, Clueless, how do you really think about inspiration that comes from television, film, and what we've been talking about, concerts, identify a look and then build a look that really represents you. And so we built this experience, which we called uh, five main character closets. And it really is of these five main characters, what types of looks really resonate or represent you. In this particular experience, it was 90s It Girl, Collegiate Chic, Top Boss, Maximalista, City Glam. These were the five characters that might represent you or you might be closest to. And what that really tells you is what would we expect to see in your wardrobe? If you are a Maximalista, is it really that you like the boldness in your closet, some texture, some colors? If you're a City Glam girl, does that mean that you are someone who's you know always out in the town, always on the move? Our goal with these experiences is what does it mean? What resonates with you? And then how do you build your wardrobe and style your closet in such a way that it represents you and it helps you to feel like your most confident self? So fun. So fun. And I'm curious, how do these experiences and these moments that you're creating for customers, how do they kind of ladder up to larger organizational goals? Like, a lot of these initiatives tie to like trying the service for the first time. Other times it's, you know, going deeper into product inventory and discovering new things. I mean, is there anything you can share? It's okay if you can't share firm, firm numbers, but I'm curious, you know, how this, this intersection of service and context and culture, how it's really supporting the larger business. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these experiences really help bring to life for many of our participants what styling looks like. I like to think about this as, you know, the democratization of styling or a styling service and being able to kind of share that experience more broadly. That is really our intention. I think that what you see all over social media today is, you know, more and more influencers putting together their how I put together looks or how I might put together something that represents my style. I think where there's decision fatigue is that with all of these influencers or all of this content in social media, how do I make this real for me? How do I bring this to life and personalize it for me? So, you know, while you might like so many different people's styles, there is still that missing step of how do you bring this to life? And I think we're trying to normalize that and really help people understand that there is a better way to shop, an easier way to shop. 
not only, again, for the items, but having the support of a stylist to help you build the looks. Awesome. Well, Loretta, I feel like we hit on so much and I appreciate you sharing so much depth and insight into the work that you and your team are doing and how, you know, some of these really fun experiences. Again, there are a lot of fun at the front end. It's a great journey to interact with these services, these conversations, these experiences, but there's a lot of work that goes on under the hood and behind the scenes <laughs> to bring it to life and to actually turn it into something meaningful and valuable long-term. But to close out, I'm curious, are there any other trends or topics that are especially top of mind for you in 2024? Anything we should be in the lookout for from Stitch Fix? Any other places you plan to pop up in the next year? Yeah, thank you for asking this question. We're really excited with the style forecast, one of the colors that we predicted for this year would be a popular color is matcha green. And so with matcha green, we are partnering with Matcha Cafe, Cha Cha Matcha, and launching a pop-up experience with them. So it's a matcha meetup that is this, let's see, next, no, this Thursday, February 1st. I can't believe, you know, the time has already come. <laughs> um, <laughs> February 1st, you can check out their locations in New York City and in Los Angeles. Come by, we will give you a copy of the style forecast and also a complimentary matcha. So those are just like fun experiences that we are trying to continue with just to help people really connect things that are happening in their everyday life, you know, with a bit of fun. And one other thing I was going to highlight is just on everyone's mind with so many trends that are happening or so many activities that are happening in everyone's lives, it can get overwhelming, not only in terms of decision fatigue, but also, you know, overwhelming for your bank account. So cost per wear has been something that has been top of mind. So Stitch Fix, I think something that we do really well is the build out of people's closets, their wardrobes, and really help helping them be mindful of cost per wear. So the item that you pick today, how do we help you get the extra miles on those items by showing you different ways to wear? So I think that the styling service that we are offering to our clients, it really does something so much more. It does so much more than just sending you items or showing you different ways to wear, but it helps you feel smarter about the items that you are actually uh, checking out with and understanding how you can wear it throughout your wardrobe for so many different occasions. I love that. Definitely a really nice integration or intersection of, I think, the mindset of the consumer, right? Like that desire to be fashion forward and to have a very rich and exciting wardrobe, but also to be a bit more mindful of what we're consuming, how often, how much product we do have. So very exciting. And Loretta, I can't express again how thankful I am that you took the time to be on the show. And again, just the level of depth and insight that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me, Alicia. And to all of you listening, I know that was a lot to digest and dig into. Hopefully you took some notes along the way because I know I sure did. Loretta shared so much great insight into the work that the Stitch Fix team does day in and day out and how they're continuing to think about the styling and client experience 
experience. If you have any follow-up questions or areas that you want to further explore or chat with our community, be sure to connect with us. We're on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. We're on X or formerly Twitter at our touch points. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like this episode, we would love to hear your thoughts and your feedback, even who you want on the show in the future. Leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. We are on, of course, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, frankly, anywhere else. We're probably there too. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to the show. That way you get the latest and greatest conversations delivered right to your preferred device. Thanks again so much to Loretta and thanks to all of you. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.